Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Hello, everyone. It's Ichiko Batmung, Don't Hold Back podcast. So I'm so excited to have the one and only Lonnie Kim. She is an amazing, amazing life coach. I'm so excited to have her because we have been talking for a long time and we have trained by same school training. It's called the life coach is goal. So I'm so excited to have her and really talk about coaching journey, what it's really like, like what has changed for us, like after we become a coach and what was it like before too, like, you know, and how we are helping people too. It's going to be a really interesting journey. I'm so excited to have her and welcome Lonnie. Hi, Go. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that we get to do this together after many, many conversations. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm so excited to have you. So please introduce yourself to our audience. I'm Lonnie Kim. I'm a life coach here in Southern California, but with Zoom, I get to coach all over the states and all over the world. <laughs> I live here with my husband and three kids. So tell us about the school, like what, what I just mentioned about. So the life school, right? We trained by Stacy Behman, but also her coach is Pro Castillo. So we were, we just love the, their model. Yes. Share yes. with us about your experience. So actually, I got into life coaching because, well, I worked with a life coach and I've been in education for decades, actually. And so I just fell in love with the way that my life coach worked with me. And she was so gracious and shared so many of her resources. And she's a certified through the life coach school too. And she studied under Stacey Bayman too. And so I started listening to Stacey. I started listening to Brooke and I just thought, oh my goodness, this is amazing stuff things I didn't know. And I have a background in education. And I thought, wow, this is a key piece of our lives that we are never taught. And um, I felt like I was given a gift with the model and being able to um, feel like I was actually in control of my own life and that my life wasn't controlling me. And as I started to learn more about it, I thought, gosh, this is what I wish I could give to other people that I had worked with in the past. And so there began my journey. That's so beautiful. I love that because I'm the same way too. Like I remember myself just two years ago, my life was almost like a hot mess. And I just really feel like I couldn't even control my life. I don't even know how to handle my life. It was just so hard. And like the one thing, the first thought that I, that comes to my mind is like, I want to be in a, I want to be in a control of my own life. You know, this is my life. But at this, at the same time, I just didn't even know how to do it. The word you just said is so resonate with me. 
<laughs> and this model literally works so well, right? And it really helps us to be in the control of our own life. And, and this is why we are doing also like helping others too. So you become a coach this last year, 2020. What were you doing before? So I was actually for about a decade, a homeschool consultant. And it was an interesting transition because consulting, you're typically doing like the talking, you're telling people what to do. (laughs) (laughs) And so life coaching is like the complete opposite. But what I realized was this was really what most families actually needed. It really wasn't like the curriculum and all these extras. And, you know, are you each go and I share that same foundational belief that our thoughts create a result, right? So no matter what I had equipped these families with in terms of like read these certain books or, you know, buy these certain things, it didn't matter if their mindset, if their thoughts weren't serving them because ultimately they would find frustration with what they, you know, bought because their thoughts were getting in the way of that being successful, right? So that was such powerful work. And, you know, I, you're so funny, you said hot mess, right? And I think (laughs) that's such a relative term, kind of like a relative term in terms of like, what does a hot mess look like? Because I feel like from the outside, I don't think I was a hot mess, but, you know, considering all the work that I've done in the past year, I feel like, wow, maybe it was a hot mess. <laughs> like it just, you know, and that's why we say our actions don't always uh, convey our underlying thoughts, right? I think I had my home, I had my kids, they were doing well. My husband has a good job, you know, he's yeah. a consultant himself. And, you know, from the outside, I think it's like, well, what else would you want? Right. But that thought, those, I mean, we go into this too, right? Limiting beliefs and my own thought work just wasn't serving me to enjoy the life that I already had yeah, and to cultivate the life that I wanted. Not that I wanted a ton of different things, but there were just little things here and there for myself that I wanted to do. And I just had these thoughts that didn't serve me. So, you know, I think a lot of us, if we're not on the outside, we're hot messes on the inside. Thank you. And I, I want to just kind of like say this. When I was like, when I mentioned about the hot mess, like just two years ago for me, it was more like I actually, I was an accountant pursuing my CPA, but just, I just really feel like that's not what I wanted to do in my life. And I just really couldn't see that doing that rest of my life. And I just really feel like I'm a complete failure because I didn't pursue that. And at the same time, again, like I really just, didn't even know what I wanted to do because then what if I could that and well what else would I be doing because at the time I didn't even know that the coaching exists (laughs) I didn't know that it was just so silly but it's true and I think like in a way when I say the hot mess it's like like and like you know mentally I just really feel like I don't know like I just really feel like get too distracted I have a lot of different thoughts in my head like I feel like I was so young I feel like I'm so like mature I feel like I'm I know that I'm very smart but at the same time like my life wasn't really complete that makes me feel like I'm a hot mess because and also I would say this again like I mentioned I really feel like I was playing a victim role in my life because I just didn't know how to control my life you know, the opposite of controlling is the kind of a victim mentality. Like if you're in the control and being responsible for your own life, that's just so amazing. And what I really, truly wanted was just to 
be on like feeling like on top of the world you know like feeling like controlling my own life and the only way that one thing is like, the only way to you can feel like you can control your life is managing your own mind <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and the you know i used to think of like personal development self-help as such like this weird thing <laughs> these people are so weird you know but <laughs> really is that what you used to <laughs> I mean, I, and the funny thing though, right, is I never had a problem with learning about educational theories, but when you really think about it, that is self-help, right? I mean, life is all about educating ourselves, learning and, you know, developing. So it was just this silly thing I had in my head, right? Just, it was a thought. <laughs> yeah, it was just a thought. Just a thought. But I want to say this, like, I love what you just said about earlier, like, you know, you were a teacher, right? So you used to tell people what to do. And you kind of like literally say that like earlier, actually the coaching is the opposite. So I know there are still a lot of people kind of wonder what is really coaching is. And I that was literally my first word. I always say that like, you know, coaches, we just don't tell people what to do. But can you elaborate on that a little more, please? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> life, it's so funny because I feel like, like the self-help Mm -hmm. has also mirrored my journey with education. So I had, you know, been educated to be a classroom teacher. And now I actually homeschool my, my children. And that was a journey just as transformative as becoming a life coach, because the way we're taught, that's funny, right? We're taught to be teachers. <laughs> is that we tell the kids certain things, right? Mm -hmm. It's changed a little bit since, you know, I was younger where we're trying to incorporate students more, but for the most part, we're just trying to tell them knowledge, tell them what to do, right? Mm -hmm. And becoming a homeschooler, I really had to take the journey of helping my kids set goals and reasonable goals, but really allowing them to take that educational journey a lot of times for themselves. And my kids have hit different milestones. I have three kids. So they have hit different milestones at different times. And I just don't freak out if one of my kids, you know, my kids have all learned to read at different ages, but I never freaked out. I just thought, you know, this is just their journey. And um, I'm going to listen in terms of like, just figure out what's going on. And one area of expertise doesn't mean they're not really smart in another, right? And so coaching is very much that same way is, you know, helping your uh, giving accountability and guidance mm -hmm. and being an objective point of view, but allowing your client to decide where it is they want to go, you know, and choosing um, making decisions. I think that's the biggest thing we do as coaches. We help our clients make decisions and we help them to get to that like ultimate goal, right? So if it's maybe a job, like if, do I want to become a teacher? Do I want to become an accountant? <laughs> right. It's Is hard. Yeah. Make that decision and then go down that journey and not look back and worry that you're missing out and not second guess themselves, but really be intentional about enjoying the journey that they're on. And we always say life is 50-50, right? Mm -hmm. But you can live a life intentionally 
in 50-50 getting to where you want, or you can live a life without intention stuck where you are. Yeah, I love that. So you're right. Like the decision making is literally the number one. It's so, so important. And a lot of us, because they don't, we don't make decisions and then we literally spin the wheel or feeling like stuck because we don't know what is good for us, and which is probably why we just couldn't make a decision in the moment, you know? And here's what I would say, like you please also like add comments on there too. Like when you, when we are like in our brain, like when I say we, like, you know, as a human being, we are like, when we are having a little bit of a second thought or, or even a self-doubting, when we are in that space, it's really, really hard to make a decision, right? And that's why we have to get out of our own way to really making a decision from the this higher self. And oftentimes, it's really hard for us if we just don't trust ourselves, right? And I think it's we're you know first, first and foremost, we get to trust ourselves first and trust the process but i think another thing is really how how do you really make the best decision for ourselves right and really coaches really help us to like really looking at like you say like from the objective side not like a subjective not take it personally about that decision you're making we're always gonna like empower you always gonna look for the best for you so share with us like what was the an example perhaps that you have helped your client really help them to make a decision and you mentioned about that i love the uh the example you mentioned about the career i think it's very important i think a lot of people like don't like to regret their life that they made that decision and like i wish i should have i wish i could have done this way or i wish i you know and that's literally one of my one of the things for me too like I could be as become a CPA making a bunch of money, but I don't think I would be fulfilled. I mean, the money is important. I really believe I love money, but <laughs> at, at the same time, I think the most important thing to me for me is like, you know, I want to be living fulfilled. One of the things I, I love that you you said that because I think, you know, when we pursue something with intentionality, even when things don't go our way, they still had intention. So, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, so for instance, if you, like I love to use physical fitness as my uh, analogy. So if you're pursuing like a physical fitness goal, right? And you decide, okay, I want to be able to um, bench press 200 pounds, right? And you can only bench press maybe like 150. Yeah. Right? When you up your weights say you know the next day you're like i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna put five more pounds on you may get it up off you know like the bar an inch and it may come back down you may not be able to fully lift it right that's not a success kind of success right that's a relative yeah. term. but you're not looking down on yourself you're just like okay like i i just can't do it yet, but I'm eventually going to get there. Right. Whereas if you don't have intentionality and you were just trying it for the first time without any intention, you would see that as a failure. You'd be like, Oh my gosh, I can't lift 155 pounds. Like I'm a failure. Like I'm not a strong person, you know? And so it's cause you have no intention, but when you know where you're going and you just can't get there right away, Mm -hmm. Because you have that intention, you know that 
that growth, mm-hmm. even though it's smaller than where you want to be, it still is intentional. It still it has purpose. I think that is so often where we don't understand our you know mistakes and what we think are our failures is we don't see the purpose in it, right? So um, we can always look back in life and think, oh, like I didn't, I didn't know that the lesson I was supposed to take from that was, you know, A or B or C. So for instance, like um, if you're creating something, right. And you maybe are painting something, right. I'm thinking of my littlest who loves to paint, right. So some, one of the things she's learned to do is mix colors, but if she was painting something and she wanted say purple, right? And she mixed it together and it's not the shade she wanted to make or have. And she just was trying to make purple. She would just be like, oh, well, I was a failure, right? But if she's like, well, I think I want to paint a flower and it's this, you know, I don't know, lavender. And I need this specific shade of lavender. She would just keep mixing until she got the color she wanted, right? She wouldn't say like, oh, I'm a total failure. She'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna keep going. No, that's not quite the shade, a little more red, a little more blue, a little more white, right? So she will eventually get to her goal because she was very intentional about it. Mm. So I love that that you said that because it just gives it purpose, right? Mm -hmm. The purpose was, yeah, she didn't get it quite right the first time, but she's just gonna keep working on it until she gets to where it needs to be. And so that just goes also to show that your mindset really dictates how willing you are to work through those failures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're very determined, you know, you're willing to fail several times. Whereas if you're not determined, you have no intention. That first time it doesn't work out, you just see the whole thing as a failure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. So now I want to kind of like want to shift again a little bit about uh, you, perhaps, you know, the 2020 was really crazy for all of us, right? It was like, you know, scarcity and all of that, I think. So it was like literally almost full year. Now we are 2021. Like, I love you talk about being living intentionally, like, love the word you talk, keep talking about it. So I want to ask you, like, you know, like, what is your intention for 2021? And what would you like to create for this year? So 2021, I want to be a fully booked coach. You know, when I initially started coaching, I had, I actually didn't have an intention in terms of like what I wanted my client list to look like. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to try it. Uh-huh. And I think it yielded some results, but not the results I wanted. So then I determined that I was going to be a fully booked coach, which meant looking at what my goals, what does fully booked mean, right? Yeah. Um, and so I had to define that and mm-hmm. work towards it. And when I defined what it was and I broke it down, it was so doable. Like I thought it was so hard, but once I broke it down, it was so doable. So be a fully booked coach is one of my goals. And also I am hoping to actually work with my husband on his consulting um, as a life coach for a program that he might be creating. And that has been like decades in the making. Like I feel like with 
life coaching, a lot of my goals have just seemed doable. Whereas before they were just, they weren't even dreams. I feel like they were just like, oh, I would want to do that. But I didn't even dream about it because I was just like, oh, that's impossible. That's impossible. Like that's just never going to happen. And so, uh, yeah, this year they became dreams and now like I'm making them into like specific goals. Yeah. So yeah, that's 2021 for me. <laughs> Thank you. I love that because, you know, a lo- lot of us also like kind of like say that word, right? Like, oh, it's impossible. I don't think I will get there. I think it's like we have this like syndrome about that. So I know that before you become a coach, I know you hired a coach and that's how you actually mm-hmm. lo- fall in love with the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. So share with us like uh, what was it like to even having your own personal or private coach and how has she helped you and what was your more like a transformational journey? So I actually came upon my life coach. Uh, she was my accountability coach for this business program I was part of. Um, and so she had asked me, oh, I'm a part of you. Would you like me to coach you as if you were one of my life coaching students? And I was like, what is life coaching? <laughs> you know, I mean, I knew a little bit about it, but I really didn't tell. So I was like, OK, I'm along for this journey. And she was asking me what I thought at the time was like these strange questions and like my thoughts, like I like who cares about my thoughts? I just need to get these things done. You know, like you my <laughs> goals. I want to get these things done. Right. She was like, hold on, hold on, back up, right? Uh, you know, like, what are your thoughts about it? Like, what? You know, and so it was like, uh, if you imagine, like, you know, a big machine with a lot of cogwheels that are all rusty. I felt like I was trying to get that machine going. I'm like, I just don't get this. And then once it started running, you know, I felt like I oiled, oiled it up and it was going great. But it really helped me. So limiting beliefs was something she really worked on with me on right and I was like what what is this limiting belief thing right and so she's like okay what do you really believe in and so I I told her and she said okay where would you like to be and there's just a mismatch about what I wanted to be and what I really believed and she said because they're limiting beliefs you really think that you can't accomplish these goals and you have all these reasons, and those are thoughts. Mm. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she said, that's not actually true. She said, look at all the people who've accomplished things in their life. And most people who are super successful aren't exactly geniuses, right? Yeah. They just understand that you can accomplish a goal. You may not know at the moment, right? Yeah. But there's resources, there's creative ways of thinking. And so she really opened my mind to that. And yeah, that was literally mind blowing to me. And when I started to follow um, Brooke and Stacy and listen to their journeys, I was just amazed, you know, that it wasn't fancy. It wasn't complicated. It was simple, but just not easy. You know, we just had to put the work in ourselves And when I started to do the work on myself, like crazy things started to look differently, right? So even my marriage to my husband, right? All of a sudden I was there one day thinking, I usually have certain thoughts about like certain habits that he has (laughs) that I always didn't appreciate before. And it just didn't even come to me. And I was like, 
oh, that's so strange, you know, um, because I just thought about him differently, you know, mm-hmm. and thought about what he did differently. I just had a different mindset. And some of the things I was able to work through and I'm like, oh, I was just thinking, um, you know, like one thing might be like, oh, he wasn't being considerate of me, right? That, that was a thought that I had. And then I just asked him about it. I like, well, instead of thinking these things and letting it make me upset or causing me to feel upset, I just said, oh, what were you thinking when you did that? And he had a very good reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, <sighs> right? And so the next time it happened, it wasn't a big deal. I'm like, oh, okay, this is just what he's thinking, right? So mm-hmm. it really did all come down to thought work. But it's so transformed, like the relationships I have, even within my own family, without, I didn't even mean for that to happen. I was just working on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was just starting with me. Uh-huh. And it just transformed even those relationships. So, um. And that's really what gave me a passion to become a life coach because I wanted everyone to get have that. Like I literally didn't change anything about my environment, but mm-hmm. everything changed, yeah. you know? And I was just like, this is craziness. Like this is what everyone should experience. Like you can find joy and happiness exactly where you are. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that so much because, um, you know, I remember myself, like, I used to think, like, oh, this only rich people can afford, like, the mentor and life coaches, whatever, you know, I used to think that way, but, like, right yeah. now, like, nowadays, like, you can be anyone, and you can actually able to find a coach who can, you know, like, kind of meet your price, you know, whatever, yeah. Or, yeah. You know? there are a lot of different type of coaches who can literally, you can pay like 50 bucks to fifty thousand dollars actually the, the range mm-hmm. is just un, like yeah. unlimited their coaches are really expensive their coaches who are starting there perhaps kind of charge low you know that's how they start anyway i think everyone starts that way so i love that that's <laughs> so true and don't get discouraged by oh my gosh they're so amazing i can i can hire them but they're kind of pretty expensive <laughs> i know that but i think it's just a thought too <laughs> yeah right? yeah Yeah. And, and, you know, I think about that in two different ways, right? So if you feel like you're coming from scarcity in terms of um, like finances, right? Yeah. Is that a goal of yours, right? Is that a goal to feel and achieve something that feels like a, or that is abundance, right? A coach can do that for you, you know, and, and being able to create a mindset of abundance is going to create abundance in your life and so what is that worth like could we even put a price on that right and then if you're coming from the point of view of like well money's not important that's totally fine too if you really believe that then you'll pay whatever to feel happy right I mean then there really isn't a price on coaching you'll you'll pay it because what you pay has nothing to do with your happiness because to you, money doesn't have a value. So, I mean, like a value in terms of like, whether it's $100, 200 300 you know, you, you feel like your happiness is not determined by how much money that you have. So mm-hmm. either way, you know, mm-hmm. the benefits of working with a coach go both ways. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I have this thought and we actually have talked about this in the past, but I really, I feel like this is really important uh, for anyone who are maybe interested in hiring a coach or having a, someone who is just there for you. Um, 
Uh, I remember myself like just, you know, when I started getting into this like personal development, I really feel like I just have to do it because like I know like my life is in a way, again, hot mess and really want to put to put things together, you know, like I want to be mm -hmm. like, I want to feel like I'm on, I want to be top of the world and that's how I want to feel. I want to be in control of my life and I want to make, you know, I want to fulfilled. I want to serve people. I mean, at the time I wasn't thinking that way, you know, I was just getting into personal development. But I just, the, all I was thinking is like, I really want to feeling like I can control my life. And then uh, I remember like when I was making a decision and paying for a bunch of, you know, a lot of money for personal development, like I feel like I was also like making a decision out of scarcity because like I feel like I have to do it. I mm. think in my opinion, I think that's like a scarcity mindset and now like you know now i was getting into it so deeply and so understand about the mindset you know like i kind of want to talk about the difference between like scarcity mindset and abundance mindset since you talk about it so mm -hmm. i think it's also like ultimately to making a decision whether you are hiring a coach whether you are making a decision to like changing your career or or doing anything or in the relationship right so because we did talk about this, like when you hiring a coach, even like, do you feel like you had to do it? Or do you feel like it's a, what, where would that, where did that come from? Right. So I just, cause like, I really want to, my intention is like, I want people to make a decision, like being very mindful about that, you know, not, not like you have to do anything, you know, like it's, you get to do things instead of like, you have to do it. Right. So we did talk about it in terms of like hiring a coach. So share with us about your thoughts now you have your own coach and how do you really also like make decisions uh based out of like you know abundance mindset instead of like a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. so one of the things that i definitely learned is having that belief in myself i don't need to know the how but just knowing that i am so willing to do the work to get to where i need to be and you know, that is definitely something when you come to coaching, you have to have, you know, because it doesn't come down to the money, right? Because even asking $50, someone could see that as expensive, or someone could see that as eh, not a big deal. It's all in your mindset. So what made the difference for me is that willingness to do the work, because I do know, so personally, how it affected my life is when I initially joined the program we are part of, uh, Stacey Bayman's program, uh, my husband was somewhat hesitant. And I really thought it was about the money. And so uh, we invested it. And I told him, I said, I am going to make you back this money in 45 days. And I think even just saying that to him was so um, comforting that I had confidence in myself. And so he's like, okay, you know, and he totally supported me in, in doing that, you know, and like if I needed the office, he's just like, okay, you can have the office or, and he totally supported me. And I realized at the end, it wasn't the money. It was the belief in myself to follow through because I had done many things in the past. I'm like, oh, I kind of have this hobby, you know, and, mm -hmm. and he just saw that pattern in me. And so when he was investing that, we were investing that money in myself, 
it really wasn't the dollar amount because really it wasn't that much. It really came down to the confidence I had in myself. And I didn't know what that journey was going to look like, but I knew that I was willing to invest that money and rely on the process and do what it took, right? So one of the things we talk about is being coachable, right? So you don't need to know the how, but you do need to be willing to be coachable. You know, if you think everything you think is right, (laughs) that's not coachable. If you're willing to investigate and just be curious, just curiosity, it's not really about right or wrong. It's just about curiosity. Like, how did I get here? Why am I feeling this? Why did I do this? You know, just being curious, you're ready for life coaching. (laughs) You're ready to really take your, you know, your life to the next level. And I don't mean that, like, we always think, like, you have to be like this higher self. And I don't mean a higher self. I just mean a more fulfilled self, a more intentional self, like a, a satisfaction in what you're doing with your time, your resources. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say is be committed to doing the work. Your coach will take you along that journey and help you and guide you, but you really have to be willing to, to, you know, but I would also say if you're interested in life coaching and you do have objections, that doesn't mean you're not coachable. That just means your, your, your primitive brain, right. Is coming from a scarcity. Yeah. mindset like it think it lacks like there's all these objections like I can't do it or you know we sometimes blame our circumstances so I would say you know that it's okay if you but you have that desire to get somewhere you wow. just have you know thoughts about um you know uh, objections your brain has objections I would say still visit a, you know still decide to at least have a consult most coaches do free consults and have them tell you how they work because each coach is different you know um and they'll help you through that process so that would be kind of where I would say you know you could be totally ready for coaching or you might want it but be skeptical or have some objections um and you know both are fine um but one of the important things is to make a decision because when you make that decision it really tells you a lot about yourself if you're even willing to make a decision to do a consult with a coach that means you've already invested a little bit of self-trust in yourself um and that's in itself a huge step in moving towards you know where you want to get to Mm -hmm. okay yeah i love that thank you so what I'm hearing you say is, yeah, absolutely. I think so. What I'm hearing you say is people often just so scared and and the, it's, they have this money objection is what I'm hearing mm-hmm. you say. And for you, it sounds like because you had this uh, coach even before you hiring it, she used to be your accountability partner more like, mm-hmm. I mean, she, but and her her identities used to be or is still like a life coach, right? And certified coach. Mm-hmm. And for you, when you were doing a consult and it's like, you you know, we call it like a husband objection, but like you were able yeah. to like overcome that, like with this uh, believing in yourself, right? You were yeah. so confidently talking to your husband and and he literally see in you that you have and the confidence with yourself that you were able to mm-hmm. literally make the money. So that was so comforting for him. And he's like, okay, you know that was that huh yeah 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 
Because I think so often we, the reason that husbands have objections is because we are relying on them to make the decision for us. That means we don't have the self-confidence in ourselves. So of course, if we don't have the self-confidence in ourselves, they're not going to have the confidence in us either. They're not responsible for us. They're not responsible for our self-confidence. We are. And so I think even when I decided and I told him, because we did on it a little bit that decision um and I just told them okay I'm, I'm gonna do it yeah. you know I'm gonna like even buy into the program he's like okay I think for him uh, me making the decision even myself because he was like I, I'm fine with it he said I'm not gonna tell you to do it but I'm fine yeah. if you choose to you know so he left that choice in my hands and that was a weight of responsibility and so when I finally made that decision for myself I think even that he was like yeah here you go. You have some self-confidence that you can make a decision <laughs> yourself. And so you're totally fine with it, you know, yeah. and because we, it's easier for a brain to use someone else as a crutch, because if they say no, then the, then our primitive brain are, you know, is like, Oh, I don't have to try so hard. You know, <laughs> like, there's no work ahead. I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. You know, versus like making that decision yourself and like, Nope, I'm worth whatever, you know, X amount of dollars because I am going to get a result from working with my life coach because I'm you know I have self-confidence I have self-trust in myself to, yeah. to do something so yeah another thing I notice about you when you just say that like you know you are also had like this belief in yourself and which is why you literally had a concept with your coach right your current mm-hmm. coach and even though you didn't have a money at the time but you being just really resourceful and asking your husband money right you could just totally could have just said oh you know i just don't have money i'm sorry you know you could have said but because you see in the value of coaching and you just being resourceful and that's what i'm getting at is that right yeah so it kind of was switched my two the two the way i did it so i i bought into stacy's program and then i i re rehired my one-on-one coach because she was part of uh, she was assigned to me initially and then I hired her completely by myself um so what I had told my husband (laughs) is that I was going to make that money back in 45 days and I said but when I make that money I'm going to spend it on my one-on-one coach (laughs) and so and then I told uh my one-on-one coach who had been my coach in the past um we had kept in touch and I had told her I said I said okay I said when I make my first you know make have that first amount of money I said I'm gonna hire you and sure enough (laughs) I was celebrating my first client and then you know she gave me a couple days to celebrate and then she said so hey I remember you saying (laughs) you're going to hire your one-on-one coach when you made that money and there was a you know my primitive brain it it made me nervous and I just made that decision I said this is I'm going to see this through because that's what I said because I know this is going to get me to the next level and so literally you know I just upended my life in about two months you know, in 60 days, like I was like a money making coach. And like, I was now hiring my one on one coach. And it was just like craziness. But without that self trust, you know, to hire, you know, to buy into, uh, you know, Stacey Bayman's program to to hire my one on one coach, I wouldn't be here. You know, I, I just, I had to bet on myself, I had to have that self confidence to know that whatever the program looked like, 
whatever my, however my coach worked with me, like it was going to get me somewhere. So, yeah. Love it. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's really what I'm hearing is like you have a trust in yourself and you do believe in yourself. I think that's the number one. Everyone should have it. Although, you know, we often do struggle with that, you know, different phase of our life, right? Like, like either yeah. you're successful in your career, you perhaps struggle with that in your relationship, for example, like that. So you have it all. I mean, you know, you're in the process, but you know, you seem just so amazing and confident. I love that about it. You know, there are a lot of people like seeking for that. I don't know if you know, people want that. And if you can give, at, give us some advice, how do you build it up? <laughs> I would say that you never have to know the how you just have to have the confidence that you'll figure it out it never goes the way you think it is going to go and i would say don't even have those expectations you just know what your end goal is and be available for the journey mm. and be willing to accept whatever that journey has to offer you because when we make it a very rigid like road like from here to there and it has to be a, a straight line yeah. right yeah a to b then there's things that are offered to us along the way, but we have blinders on and we don't even see it. Mm -hmm. So when you are so willing to go through that journey and just experience it and know that, yeah, things there's going to be hard days, there's going to be tough days, there's going to be unexpected things come up, You but you also don't have blinders on. So when something is offered to you, you're available to see it, you know? So I would say that is the biggest thing. Like, don't, narrow down everything so tiny that yeah. you actually edit out all these good things around you you know that so often I think that's what we do we just are like this you know with blinders on and there's all this goodness outside of our blinders and we just don't see it but you know so be available to that journey and just know that it can be messy and that's okay right nothing has gone wrong like it's totally fine, but you'll get to your destination. You have to, it's like watching a little kids learn to walk, right? They're like all wobbly, you know, and you're like, oh no, they're going to fall, they're going to fall and they fall, but they fall on their butt, they laugh, they get back up and they try again, right? And that's just what we have to be willing to do. And they're just so determined to walk, right? The, the, the thought in their head is I want to walk. <laughs> Regardless of everything else, right? I want to walk. Um, and so if you can have that thought of like, what is your goal? And I'm just determined to do it. And it's okay if it's messy, you give yourself open to abundance, right? And you don't come from scarcity, you know, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not thinking, well, what if it doesn't, right? It's just like, it's going to happen. It may not be exactly the timeline I thought, the steps that I thought, but it'll happen. So mm -hmm. that would be my, like, overall um, mindset to have when you when you want to get somewhere like what I'm hearing is like trust the process right <laughs> trust the process trust yourself. most importantly trust yourself I was just gonna say trust yourself. yeah and but I yeah. think it's like boils down to it you know being staying curious like you mentioned and then also be really open-minded I think that's I really believe that being open-minded is the number one thing you'll have mm -hmm. to be open-minded and if you're just kind of looking at things in the one way or another you're gonna miss out like you know yeah, I feel like yeah yeah I love it thank you so much my last question what legacy do you want to leave this world oh I think responsibility that's really like responsibility for yourself and what do you mean by that <laughs> so 
like we say, our thoughts create our results. It's knowing that whatever the circumstance is, that you are more than able to find either the goal, the solution, whatever it is you're looking for. And so a mind of creativity to find the solution so you can be responsible. I guess it's kind of a lot of things in one. <laughs> but like, you know, opening up your mind to creativity to find the solution, the goal, whatever it is. Um, because ultimately, the only thing that controls you is you, right? Not your circumstances. So I think actually coming from very much being in the midst of motherhood, like that's really the legacy I want to leave um, my kids, right? And in this world, yeah, yeah, responsibility, maybe possibility too. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So it's like all of the answer is really with you. Don't look for outside of yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, accept help, yeah. accept advice, accept, yes. you know, whatever is given to you. But you also are your own filter and you get to decide also how you utilize all of those gifts, right? Well, thank you so yeah. much. It's been really fun. Do you have, like, actually, I have another question. <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> if you have now your life coach. I'm sure there are a lot of people would love to connect with you. I would like to ask your social media and everything else. Also, I was wondering if you have any, like, complimentary coaching session or console call with people who might be interested in working with you. Yeah, yeah. So I um, I recently yeah. started to get into Instagram. So my Instagram, what is it? Uh, profile is Thriving Life Coach. There's no space, it's just Thriving Life Coach. And on Facebook, it's Your Thriving Life with Lonnie Kim. And through either one, you can message me for a free consult. And I would love, love to talk to you. Awesome, then it's free, guys really uh, take this opportunity and get free coaching you never know you know so it's been really fun and thank you so much for being here on my podcast yeah thank you so bye bye